Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hello, how are you doing? How are you doing today? I am excited that you're here with me as I am launching this podcast episode. I am actually getting ready to drop off my two middles at college. Oh my goodness, this season, personally speaking, has been full and fun and just lots of emotions up and down launching a kid into the work world after college graduation. And then my two middle ones are going to be college freshman and junior at Grand Canyon University. So if any of you have GCU Lopes students out there listening, I would love to connect with you as another GCU mama. So anyway, I I just have all the feels about the college drop-off. It is tender and hard sometimes, also exciting and overwhelming. So if you are out there and you have just launched your kid, dropped your kid off at college somewhere or are preparing to do that, message me. I would love to just chat, hear how you're doing. I would love to support you in any way because we are in this together. Speaking of in this together, before I dive into the episode topic today, I'm going to remind you once again that the Untangled Faith six-week online study is going to be happening this fall, starting the week of September 18th. I would love, love, love for you to join us. You just have to go to untangledfaithbook.com for all of the details. And I want to give you a little insight from Debbie here. Debbie has been a huge encourager and cheerleader about this book and about this journal. And she was so kind enough to write some words that hopefully will just connect the dots for you. You're wondering, is this study for me? Do I want to go through this book and this journal with another group of people? Is it going to be worth it? Is it going to be worth it? Isn't that what we always ask ourselves when we're about to commit to something? We're either going to spend money on something, we're going to put time into something, and we want to know, is this going to be worth it for me? I 100% without a little iota of a doubt would say, yes, it's going to be worth it for you. And I want you to hear what Debbie has to say about it. She says, when I first read a review on Megan's book, Untangled Faith, I thought, wow, this woman knows my heart. The desire to hear God's voice above all the chaos in the world, yet the overwhelm of how and where to start. So she's saying she understands what it means to be just like overwhelmed by the noises of the world, but how do you start hearing God's voice? She says, there's so much tugging at my mind. How could I possibly fit this in? God kept reminding me of Matthew 6.33, this verse that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So I started making it a priority. She says, Starting the meaningful, beautiful exchange journaling has helped my walk with God. I have been able to hear his voice in ways I haven't in years Can I just stop there for a second? If you are ready to hear God's voice, to reconnect with him and hear from him in ways that you haven't connected in years, you haven't experienced in years, excuse me, this is for you. Debbie says, I began to see this message that he has for me in various places, sermons, scripture, books, even comments from friends. I also love recording the the beautiful exchange words in the back of the journal and seeing the pattern of growth. 
I'm getting victory over strongholds that have hindered me from having the abundant life of peace and joy that God wants me to have. She says, this is specifically for you. If you are listening to this podcast, Debbie says to you, if you are ready for change in your life, I highly recommend Megan's book and journal. I'm also looking forward to the online study with her. So there you go straight from somebody else's mouth, not just mine all the time. So I would love to have you guys untangledfaithbook.com. I also want to thank you just for listening. It has been a few months since I launched this podcast. This is episode, I don't know, 25 or something like that. And I have so much fun looking into the statistics and seeing where you all are tuning in from. Of course, the top country is the United States of America. That's where I am. That's where a lot of my contacts are. So thank you if you're in the US of A for listening. But the number two country is Australia. So I got a lot of listeners from down under number three, the UK and number four, Canada. So we're really... (laughs) We're really broadcasting in all these English speaking countries. And number five is Singapore. Isn't that bananas? I love that. So if you're tuning in from another country besides the United States of America, would you message me or send me a word? Tell me what this podcast means to you. I would love to shout you out in a future episode. And today I am shouting out Lena A from Minnesota. First of all, I want you to go follow her at chosen and free on Instagram. She creates beautiful handmade clay earrings that are absolutely stunning. One of a kind. You will, first of all, you will love following her because she has an amazing community and you will just die for her earrings. But she says to me, your podcast is my favorite driving companion these days. So thank you, Lena. I'm so glad that we can be together in the car. This woman has three young kids, so I don't take that (laughs) that lightly when she says this is a favorite driving companion because I bet she's in the car all the time. All right. So Today, as we are continuing this dive into Untangled Faith, we are getting to the part of the process where it's kind of the the so what. What is the point? Now, as a life coach and someone who I love to see transformation happen, I love to see transformation and growth happen in myself and the people around me. And so part of that process is connecting the dots. It's just one thing to to be informed of a matter. It's one thing to have some knowledge about something, to learn something new, to have a revelation about yourself, maybe what's going on in your life, have a revelation from the Lord. And then it's another thing entirely to actually act on that knowledge, act on that word. So that's what we're going after here. We don't just say, wow, God, that is so cool. Thanks for dropping that into my spirit. Yes, of course, we are grateful and we are worshipful and we adore him and we thank him and we and we really put things in the proper place and understand where this revelation and truth is coming from. Absolutely. And then we ask ourselves the question, Lord, what do you want me to do? What are you inviting me into right now? And I absolutely love this quote from Priscilla Shire. She's one of my favorite online Bible study teachers and writers, but she says, I wonder how often we ask God for his opinion while knowing full well, we plan to stick with our own plan. Oh my gosh. I bet that is landing on some of you like a ton of bricks right now, right? We're like, Hey God, I praying for this. Please tell me what your will is. I want to do your will. Meanwhile, in our own mind, we're like, actually, I really hope it's this because this is kind of what I'm going to do anyway. And I was thinking about this very, very personally because 
I mean, God bless them. I I ask my husband about, you know, home improvement projects or how we should spend our money or if he has got some decorating ideas. And yes, we are a partnership. Yes, we go through this together. But I laugh because if I am thinking about to buy something for the home and I'm like, I don't know, should we get this couch? What about these chairs? What about these pillows? Do you like this lamp? He will give me his opinion but kind of reluctantly cuz he's ma- he's like Megan I'm happy to tell you what I think but I know that you're going to pick out the ones that you really want anyway so why does it matter and that just hits me straight in the chest because I'm like oh my gosh I hate 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 to admit it but he's right sometimes asking for someone else's opinion And hearing what they think only confirms what you really wanted in the first place. Isn't that so true? We, we act like we want to know what other people think. And then we're like, yeah, that's not really what I wanted. So I'm going to go do something else. That's what I think happens to us so often in the Christian life. But here's the deal. We are not simply asking God for his opinion about what we might possibly maybe do in order to move forward. In this part of the journey, in this part of the journaling specifically, and and as you pray and ask, as you ask the Lord to speak into your life, he's going to speak into your life. He's going to drop kingdom truth. He's going to drop revelation. He's going to drop wisdom in your spirit. But this is not just his opinion or just a possibility of possibilities. No, you are contending for holy wisdom about matters of the heart. And this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where you get to decide. You personally get to decide. Nobody else gets to decide for you. If you are ready to kind of cash in those chips, have a faith over fear moment and just go for it and respond to the Holy Spirit and walk in love and obedience, or if you are going to retreat and kind of move back in fear. Again, there's no shame or judgment in this. It's just absolutely a fact and it's true. But responding in active faith is not always easy. In fact, it is rarely easy. That's why they call it faith. That's why they call it obedience. Stepping out into the unknown, you do not know how things are going to actually transpire, how they're actually going to turn out. You are trusting in a holy God who loves you and has plans and purposes for you. And when I think about responding in active faith, I love to jump into the gospel of John chapter 11 specifically. Many of you may be familiar with this passage where Mary and Martha are grieving the loss of their brother Lazarus. They're all friends with Jesus. They send the message out to Jesus and they say, Jesus, the one that you love, our brother is gravely ill. He is dying. Jesus doesn't respond right away. I have an entire teaching that goes deep into this, which will probably be part of the Untangled Faith video series. But the point is at the very end, Jesus does show up. Lazarus has already been wrapped up and has died. They've put him in the tomb and Jesus in front of a whole crowd of onlookers, says to Martha, remove the stone. So there's this, I'm imagining this extremely awkward moment, quite possibly adds a bit of insult to injury because they're like grieving. They're in a time of sorrow. And Martha, understandably, I'm sure she's confused. And she says, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The stench is going to be unbearable. It's going to be, what are you talking about? That's John 11, verse 39. She's pushing back on this request because she's like, oh my goodness, you did not actually just ask me to do that. 
the command that she, that Jesus has given her seems absolutely ridiculous, preposterous. It doesn't make any sense in the natural realm at all. And yet, full of compassion, full of conviction, he presses in a bit deeper and he says to her in verse 40, remember, I told you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. Isn't that the fulcrum? Isn't that the nucleus or the, the eye of the storm right here? I Again, I am not... <laughs> a great metaphor person sometimes, but I'm telling you, this is the absolute foundation of what we're talking about. If you believe what Jesus has said to you, you will see the glory of God. So she has a moment, a choice to make at that moment. Would she believe it? That's the question on the table. She's heard the words as clear as day. Does she truly want to step into an uncomfortable experience? believing that she would witness the glory of God, or is she going to refrain from that? I have one of my most downloaded episodes. I think it's episode three. It's called God Send Me and Other Things We Might Not Really Mean. And it really dives into this moment where we're like, oh my goodness, Lord, whatever you want, I will do it. And yet, please don't ask me to do that. I can't believe it. Christine Kane, one of my other favorite speakers and evangelists, she has this quote that has stuck with me. I think I heard it at the If Gathering years ago, but she said, we pray for miracles and yet avoid situations in which they could actually occur. Wow. Isn't she hitting just the absolute like oxymoron of the Christian faith? We are praying for miracles and yet we avoid situations in which they could actually occur because walking into that situation, praying for that miracle, contending for that, that growth or that breakthrough or, or breaking those chains, that miracle feels, feels unattainable. Our reasonable, rational mind doesn't believe it. And so many times we will opt out of a situation. We won't call that person. We won't contend in, in, in this way that feels above and beyond because it's awkward and it's weird. And what are people going to think? And yet here we are in John chapter 11 and Martha has that moment. What are people going to think? She knows what Jesus has said to her. He's given her this invitation to do something radically bold in front of friends and family and move this stone away. What is she going to do? So many of you I'm sure are familiar with the end of the story she chooses to enter the bigger story. She chooses to walk in faith, to see how Jesus is going to glorify himself, what miracle is actually going to occur, and they lift the stone. And Jesus calls Lazarus out. Wow. I can't even imagine that moment. I'm sure it probably did stink, just like she said, but the truth is clear. This is a writer downer. To witness a coming move of God often requires bold, awkward action. So my question for you today is, do you want to see a coming move of God? That's the first question. You could say yes, or you could say no. I actually don't know how you're going to answer that question. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing most of you are going to say, yeah, I actually do want to witness a coming move of God. I want to see God glorified. I want to see kingdom manifest on this earth. Well, guess what? Many times, seeing God glorified, seeing that miracle requires that you, the listener, you, the child of God, you, the faithful follower, have to walk in bold, awkward action. Jesus tells us to ask and seek and knock. And sometimes we've asked and we've sought and we've knocked, 
and we know the answer and we just need to take a step of radical faith. What are you asking God about right now in your life? When you get honest with yourself and you are kind of in that in that night moment where you are in your own personal journal and you are feeling the nudge of the Holy Spirit, what is he asking you to do? How is he asking you to walk in bold, radical faith? I am so blessed to be surrounded by a group of people in the business world and in my faith life, in my church, who listen to the voice of the Spirit and they walk into these invitations that feel confusing and awkward. And yet I get to see other people doing it. And what when I see someone else walk in faith, what does that do for me? It actually emboldens my faith because I think if he can do it, if she can do it, then I can do it too. I'm telling you right now, when you listen to the voice of the Lord in your life and you walk in faith, once again, this is a message that I will beat, I will beat, beat, beat this drum all day long. You following the Lord, you walking in bold faith is not just for you. Yes, you will get to experience breakthrough. You will get to experience that supernatural peace and that clarity. But I'm telling you, the ripple effect will also be for those people around you. It will be for your spouse and for your children, for your coworkers, for your church. People will look at you and say, wow, he is a man of God. She is a woman of God. She is walking in faith and I am seeing the kingdom manifest around her. I want that. That looks different than than what the world has to offer. We have tried what the world has to offer and we know that it only satisfies for a moment. It only satisfies for a season. Ultimately, we are left wanting when we are searching after what the world has to give us, fame, success, money, all those kinds of things. Again, I am not vilifying money or fame or success. If God wants to give those things to you so that you can use it for the glory of his name and for his kingdom, then by all means. But you know, you know your heart, you know why you're doing what you're doing. And so your bold action of faith is actually going to have a direct impact on someone else's. Do you believe that today? I 100% do. If you are wondering what does it look like to have a bold action of faith that just is completely illogical at times, I want you to read Hebrews chapter 11. They call this the hall of faith. And and there's a litany, there is a list of people who have, who walked into just wild, bold, bananas things. Why? By faith. This entire chapter starts with the words by faith. By faith, Abel Abel presented God a sacrifice more acceptable than his brother. By faith, Noah respected God's warning for a flood. He built an ark. By faith, Abraham, Abraham heard God's call to travel to a place he would one day receive as an inheritance, and he obeyed, not knowing where God would take him. By faith, Moses left Egypt unafraid of Pharaoh's wrath and moved forward. By faith, the walls of Jericho tumbled after the people had circled them for seven days. Can you even imagine circling walls for seven days? And it goes on and on. By faith, the prostitute Rahab welcomed the Hebrew spies into her home so that she did not perish with the unbelievers. By faith, by faith, by faith. How would you finish that sentence today? By faith, insert your name, by faith, I will do this so that why? So that other people can experience the coming move of God. We see extravagant generosity. Is he asking you to be generous, extremely generous with your time or with your finances? 
Is he asking you to be radically obedient in your job, in your place of work with your business? Is he asking you to, 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 to be selflessly hospitable to someone, bring someone into your home? I don't know what that's going to be for you, but I guarantee if you are following after the teachings of, of Jesus, if you are following after the spirit of God, there's always going to be something new. I remember when we lived in Grand Junction, Colorado, a few years back, we built a house. We built a brand new house. My husband and I had owned this property for a few years and we had dreamed dreamed about building this house on it. We, you know, all the things, all, you pick out all the colors, you find the plans, you name it, you understand what that could feel like, right? So we moved into this house and we ended up living in this brand new house that we had dreamed of for several years for eight months. And I tell you this story because, because it was the invitation of God. It was the call of God that said, I know that you just built a house and your logical, rational mind is going to say, well, how could we possibly leave? This would be stupid. This would be ridiculous. And yet I have an invitation for you in the career, in your career, in another part of the state. So by faith, we sold our house and now it took a while. We all know that this, this real estate market is no joke. If God's asking you to sell your house or do something big and we sold our house, thank you, Jesus, moved across the state and started something new. And we have not looked back because God has provided opportunity after opportunity, growth moments, challenging moments, stuff that has broken us and moved us into the next season of God because by faith, we sold that house and we moved to where God was asking us to go. So I'm, I don't know if it's going to be something big for you today. And I don't know if it's going to be something relatively small. Chances are it's going to, it's going to vacillate. It's going to ebb and flow from kind of those tiny little moments. I was actually just a following. I follow my beautiful business coach, Gretchen Heinen online. And she was sharing on her stories today that she felt this Holy Spirit nudge to pull over into a cemetery. And if you don't know Gretchen, I mean, she's a perfect person to follow online because she's constantly following the move of the spirit. I love listening to her stories and just being encouraged by her faith, which like I said earlier, has a ripple effect into my life. She pulls over into the cemetery and she's like, oh my gosh, I do not have time for this. Why are you asking me to do this, Lord? But she felt it so clearly. And she says in her post that she knows not to argue with the Holy Spirit anymore. And as she's stepping into the cemetery, she sees a headstone that actually has the name Gretchen on it, which is wild because that's not the most common name now, is it? And she felt the Holy Spirit drop in her spirit right then. Listen, time is short. I am reminding you that time is short and time is fleeting and you are stressed out and worried about so many things. This is the same message that he, he gives to, to Martha at some point, doesn't he? Back in the scriptures, he says, Martha, you are stressed out about so many things and yet Mary is choosing the better way. In the cemetery, the Holy Spirit is saying, Gretchen, I want to remind you that life is finite. It's short. I don't want you to stress and, and get worried about your life. I'm going to provide for you that sweet, intimate moment she would have not experienced if she didn't pull over, get out of her car and be like, Lord, what are you, why do you want me to do this? So that's what we're going after today is this moment of responding in active faith. What do we do when we hear the voice of God? Do we kind of close up our book, say, well, that was pretty cool. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to kind of put that on the shelf and let it collect dust. Or 
do you take that moment to make the decision to walk in faith and do something new? If some of you out there are listening and you are feeling your heartbeat, you are feeling the the nudges and the whispers of the Holy Spirit nudging you into a new place, this can be very, very scary. It can be very scary to, to leave one thing and walk into something new. That is what I do as a kingdom life coach. I help people who are here, who are feeling the nudge of the Holy Spirit to, to leave something, to release something, an old way of being in the world, an old way of acting in the world and walking into the new. So if you are feeling like God is asking you to release the old and walk into the new, but you don't know how to do that, you don't know what that looks like, you need support, please, please message me. You can go to my website, meganbnilson.com and click the link to a free phone call or go to calendly.com slash mbnilson slash 30 minutes. You will hop right on my calendar. I have a few coaching spots open for this fall and I would love to help you, to guide you, to see if what I offer in the way of support and guidance and kingdom strategy could help you get to the next place. I am working with people right now that want, that are feeling the nudge to leave a conventional job and start their own business. I'm working with people right now who have long been distanced from the Lord and are feeling this nudge to, to remind themselves to reconnect with the Lord and the Holy Spirit and, and have this intimate friendship with him. So I don't know for you if that's very, if it's going to be sort of vocational, relational, spiritual, what is that thing for you? I don't know. We will go after it. We will talk about it. Please seek me out for a free phone call. And I just, I just, I want to leave you with this verse from James chapter one. And I'm reading again from the Passion Translation, and it says in verse 22, don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. So if you don't believe me, believe James, which is coming straight from scripture. Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it, for that is the essence of self-deception. Do you want to walk in self-deception or do you want to walk in absolute like Holy Spirit revelation? This is your moment where you get to decide. And he says, so always let this word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. Ephesians 2.10 says that we are Christ's masterpiece, God's masterpiece, and he is forming us into this beautiful work of art with plans and purposes that he is preparing just for us to bring into this world. The CSB translation says it like this, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like someone looking at his own face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of person he was. Verse 25, but the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer who works, this person will be blessed in what he does. If your heart's desire is to be a doer of the word, to be blessed in what you do, then don't look in the mirror and forget what you look like. Ask God to give you the faith, the faith of a mustard seed. You just need the tiniest little seed of faith to walk in boldness. He will do the rest. So I'm praying for you. I'm contending for you. I hope you can feel the passion behind my voice in this one because I believe that when you take that step of faith, 
there will be beautiful manifestations of the kingdom of God on this earth for you, yes, and also for so many other people. All right, love you guys. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen or head to my website, meganbnilsen.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.